0: It's Tuesday, April 14th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, states are teaming up to figure out how and when to lift their stay-at-home orders. But there's some drama over who actually gets to call those shots. Then, the government says that by tomorrow, over 80 million people can expect money in their bank account. We'll tell you what you need to know. And finally, a sailor from the USS Roosevelt has died due to COVID-19. But that ship isn't the only one being impacted by the virus. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Okay, the COVID-19 pandemic is a rapidly changing story with lots of moving parts. And we're going to help you sort out what exactly you need to know, starting with the three big developments of the day. First, there's been a bit of drama between the president and governors of various states across the country. While the president has been issuing guidance from the federal government on how Americans should respond to the crisis, it's the governors who have been deciding what orders to implement and how to enforce them. And now a bunch of them are teaming up to figure out what to do next. Governors from several East and West Coast states are banding together to come out with plans to reopen on their own. To coordinate the reopening of the region and its economy. They say a coordinated strategy is important, so one state's actions do not inadvertently undermine neighboring states. On the East Coast, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Rhode Island and Massachusetts are joining forces. And on the West Coast, California, Washington and Oregon are banding together. The idea is that, rather than going it alone, representatives from each state will work together to decide when is the right time to lift their stay-at-home orders and let businesses reopen. They'll figure this out by sharing resources and intelligence, which in turn would help the state's residents, like commuters who have to cross borders to get to work. But not everyone wants states to call these shots. Here's President Trump yesterday. When somebody's the president of the United States, the authority is total. And that's the way it's gotta be. Your authority's total. It's total. It's total. And the governors know that. But these governors and some constitutional law experts disagree. They say he doesn't have that authority. One governor said, if we got to make the decision to close our states, we should also get to decide when to open them again. And now it looks like more governors in the Midwest might wanna get on board, like Minnesota. So some governors are certainly finding strength in numbers. Our second headline today involves cold, hard cash. Remember, the government decided a few weeks ago to send Americans up to $1,200 to help them deal with the financial burdens of COVID-19. And yesterday, the Treasury Secretary, Steve Mnuchin, said a check could be coming your way very soon. We expect that over 80 million hardworking Americans will get the direct deposit by this Wednesday. So who are those 80 million? They're people who've already filed their tax returns for 2019 or 2018, and who also okayed a direct deposit. If you haven't done that yet, you might have to wait a bit longer. But keep in mind as you check your bank account, there are a lot of people in the U.S. who won't get a check at all. Like, if you make more than $99,000 before taxes, you're out. Because this is supposed to help people who might be strapped for cash, But you also need to have a social security number, which means millions of immigrants who aren't green card holders or legal permanent residents also won't get a check, even those who pay taxes, which means even if they lost their job recently, they don't have the safety net. So like every new rule, there are exceptions. And these are especially tricky times, especially if you're recently out of work because of COVID-19. If that's your case, we've got some tips for you later in the show. Which brings us to our third big story of the day. A couple weeks ago, we told you about that huge Navy aircraft carrier, the USS Roosevelt, that's battling the military's largest COVID-19 outbreak. Now, one of its sailors has just died. This is the first active duty U.S. military member to have died from the virus. A couple weeks ago, the captain of the Roosevelt made headlines when he asked the Pentagon for help fighting COVID-19 on board. That letter got leaked. Then he got fired for those comments. The Roosevelt isn't alone here. As of last week, there are at least two other aircraft carriers that have reported infections on board. This is a big deal, in part because when the Navy deploys to far-flung places, it's about keeping the US safe. The reason the Roosevelt is in Guam in the first place is to keep that region of the world stable. But when COVID-19 cases get on board, it makes doing that job a lot harder. It's also a big deal because back in the States, we're actually counting on the Navy to help fight COVID-19, not contract it. Right now, two Navy hospital ships are docked in New York and LA to help relieve overwhelmed healthcare systems. And now the ship in LA is dealing with its own outbreak. Pentagon officials say that the pandemic hasn't affected the military's overall readiness, but it is taking steps to protect its members, Last week, the Navy put out new guidance about how to protect crews during the pandemic. It says sailors with mild symptoms can stay on board, but people with more serious cases should evacuate ASAP. Like we said, there's a lot happening right now. To keep up to date on the latest news about COVID-19, head over to theskim.com slash covidupdates. All right, this pandemic is affecting us in a lot of different ways, including your finances. And we want to answer some of the biggest money questions you might have when it comes to what COVID-19 could mean for your wallet, including what to do if you lost your job. As of last week, a record 16.8 million people, or more than one in 10 Americans, had filed for unemployment since mid-March. While we don't know the exact age breakdown, We do know that millennials make up the majority of jobs in industries hit hard by the outbreak. Jobs in places like hair salons, bars, restaurants, and retail. So if you find yourself in the not-so-fun situation of losing income, there are some steps you can take. Like, see what benefits you might get from your former employer. Think a severance package or an extension for health care coverage. Then learn how to file for unemployment in your state. Keep in mind, some states are still figuring out how to handle the overwhelming amount of claims. But the government has expanded benefits so that more people qualify, like freelancers and part-time workers. And finally, and this is really important, look for expenses you can cut or cut back, like pausing fitness memberships you're not using. And hey, maybe sitting through streaming ads when you're watching your favorite show isn't that bad. We get it, losing your job is tough enough, But during a pandemic, it can be more challenging. Adjusting your budget along with knowing where you can stretch your money can help make those financial woes seem a little less scary. We're going to keep answering your money questions as the economic fallout of COVID-19 develops and offer resources to help you stay financially healthy. To stay updated, head on over to theskim.com slash spendsmarter. Okay, we're pressing pause on the latest developing stories to talk about the sound of friends having a good time. Because it turns out flamingos are squad goals. A new study of flamingos in a UK wildlife reserve found that they can form lasting friendships. See, in the wild, flamingos gather in huge flocks. Last year, one report said a group of 1.5 million of them were spotted in Kenya. And every spring, tens of thousands of flamingos flock to Mumbai, India. But this study gives us a reason to think that within those huge groups, there are many cliques. The researchers said some of the flamingos they studied have been at the reserve since the 1960s and have had friendships that last years. And many of them had just four or five birds that they spent most of their time with, AKA their BFFs. We get the feeling that for these flamingos, social distancing would also be really hard. So cheers to these flamingos and the friends we're missing right now. No matter your situation, sometimes you just need to press pause. And every week we're sending out an email with some of our favorite things to help you take a break. To sign up, head on over to theskim.com slash presspause. And that's all for Skim This. Remember, we want to hear your shoutouts. Maybe it's a message for a friend working on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic or a loved one who you can't physically meet up with right now. Give us a call at 646-461-6370 and leave us a voicemail. For more updates throughout the day and over the weekend, follow us on Instagram at The Skim.